<laughs> oh god stop it. <laughs> we started we started around we are going to be playing a lot of music today oh yeah a whole bunch we're going to talk about i, I actually you should introduce this topic All because right. <laughs> this is your topic i yeah. usually pick the topics but this time it's all you well, I gave, I, had, I surprisingly gave us a reason to talk about and listen to a whole bunch of mostly '90s music. Yeah, after <laughs> what a we surprise. eat, a, after we eat and drink a whole bunch of things, it's uh, <laughs> it's better for us to listen to some music for a while. Yeah, and so <laughs> my my concept for this episode, which we I can't believe we actually did, uh, was top four one hit wonder albums. I have a list of qualifications of what this means. So, you know, I, I think everyone's familiar with the concept of a one hit wonder. That takes some narrowing of the definition, but the I used Wikipedia for the narrowing of my definition. <laughs> <laughs> the the concept here is one hit wonder songs that happen to be on really good albums and so what we're ranking here is the top four albums that contain a one hit wonder basically yes. uh so you know it, it happened to be like just a really great album otherwise and so the way i i kind of went about like defining what's included here is the band must have had exactly one major charting single and so you know to, to define like what what a hit is we had to restrict it a little bit so i restricted it to being on like a major u.s chart like the billboard chart and and so by restricting also to the u.s like it's kind of you know not only is it kind of what we know but it's, it was also easier to look up and it it made the selection more narrow because they're not just u.s bands though there are no, other bands but, on here but for, for the definition of whether they are a one hit wonder i'm i'm saying i'm i was only considering whether they had a exactly major hit one, in our country yeah exactly one not more than one major charting hit in the u.s yes and it had to be on like the regular billboard chart not like some like super narrow specialty chart you know like the regular like you know top 100 or you know top 40 whatever Oh, because a lot of these bands are actually really good and they have a whole bunch of songs that have been on radio stations and specific kind of uh, genre stations but they didn't make it to like the top charts exactly and so my other qualifications for what needs to be included here is the band like whatever that that one hit is the band has to be generally known, again, here in the U.S., but it has to be generally known for that song and nothing else. I might have to contest that because All right. that's if the band is good enough to put out an album that was generally good, but yet didn't make it like to the hit level after that one song, that's what makes an album good. I mean, I had a hard time enjoying albums from people who I'm like, I don't even know who you are. You know? like, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying they never made anything else good, but that they wouldn't be generally known to most people for anything else besides that one hit. Okay. Um, I also think like the kind of hit that that we're looking for here should be the kind of thing that like if you were making if you were like on a streaming service or you were like making a playlist to represent that time period. It should be something that you would expect to find on it, or that would belong well on like a throwback playlist, right? Like, so These something are a little that's specific. like I, no, I, but like just something that's some, that that like is somewhat known for its time, like a hit that was big enough that if it came up on a playlist for that time, you wouldn't be surprised, or you wouldn't be like, "What's this?" You know. Mm. Um, and I also, and obviously, you know, some some small technical clarifications here. Obviously, the album in question must contain that one hit song. Yes, that I agree with. Um, and then I would also just throw in some some slight opinions here. Shocker. Um, <laughs> it's a really bad sign for the quality of the album if that one hit is track one 
Ooh. And in fact, for, I think for all of mine, I don't think any of them have the hit as track one. And so that's a good sign. Um, and, and ideally the hit isn't even the best song on the album. In Ooh. fact, I think for a lot of these, I think the, the one, the one big hit actually is not even that good of a song compared to the rest of the album. So that's kind of what I'm looking for here. So first of all, before we move on, is that, do you kind of agree with the general premise there? Um, so those last few things that you indicated, that's not like you don't boot them out of the list because they have those things, but you were just, was that something you found in general to be true? And that's something, yeah, generally, like I find that the, if the hit is track one, it's probably not going to be a very good album. I will say there was one exception to mine, but they are disqualified for the previous rule. So I said, I said they must be known in the U S for that single and nothing else. Now, one of the bands I disqualified from this is Fish. Oh, come on. Because... Stop, you always try and put Fish in everything. Because they had one hit on the radio, free, from the album Billy Breeds, and it's a pretty good album. Just, well, just because it was on the radio, did it reach, like, the top 40? No. <laughs> It doesn't matter if it got on the radio. Oh my, a fish got on the radio. Let's give them a medal. <laughs> anyway, that was LFO my comedy option. LFO got on the radio. Come on. <laughs> because, uh, yeah, I disqualified them because even though Fish, by most measures, has exactly one radio hit, uh, that is not what they are generally known for. And and so it's it doesn't really fit into the one-hit wonder uh, definition. Um, so that, I disqualified them for that. <laughs> but it was funny. Um, and I, I was very surprised also there were so many bands that I discovered were two hit wonders. It seemed to be like such a common thing. I mean, I would say like, actually by, by most charting definitions, even like Alanis Morissette was basically a two hit wonder um, because she had, um, uh, what was the one angry song? It was that and ironic were both high charting hits. Uh, And so I think that kind of disqualified her as well. Um, I also had on the two hit wonder disqualification list, the spin doctors. Ooh, because I love Two Princes, which was their Stop biggest hit. Stop playing songs that have nothing to do with this list. But you, then they also you just, had you just want to play Little your Miss Can't song. Be Wrong. And, this, and they were both super big charting hits. And so that had to disqualify them as well. Uh, another one that, that had to be disqualified that I thought was unfortunate was uh, Blues Traveler. Uh, because... Runaround was a massive hit, and this and four is a really you, good album. You got to stop, man. Unfortunately, you, it also contains Hook, which was also a big hit, and that was their two hits. Stop! You have to stop. Because and finally, no, I no, have to mention no, one more. You one don't more. have to mention any of these one because more. none of them even make the list. Because like, this one came really close. You're basically just saying, "I really like a whole bunch of bands, and I want to play you some music." So here they are. I'm going to try and make them half-ass fit in here. No, but there was one more that I thought was really unfortunate. I don't even know why you're talking about them. And it was Eve 6. Because even though, by most definitions, they had a one-hit wonder with Inside Out. They aren't a one-hit wonder, though. What's their other hit? They didn't have any hits. No, no. Inside Out is a huge hit. Yeah, but was it on the top 40? Yes. Then why aren't they listed in the one-hit wonders list on Wikipedia? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it might not have been top 40. It might have been like, you know, top 100 or something. Yeah, but so still. it doesn't count. It's but not really like The problem a hit. was, it, it, they almost counted. The problem was that in like 2005 or something, Here's to the Night 
became used all over the place for like high school graduations all of a sudden. Oh, so see, they had two hits. That's why they're not the one hit wonder. But Here's to the Night was never like that high in any, tra- it was like, you know, like in like the like 30s or 40s on a chart. Like it, it was That's nowhere near, not, I, I it not really. It's not number one. But it, it became so one. well known because it became like played at everyone's high school graduation. So like, I think that, I think this qualifies them, which is unfortunate because Eve Six's first album with Inside Out on it is one of my favorite albums of all time. Okay. Okay. Are we done with the I Marco guess. wishes that they were one hit wonder so we could talk about them on this podcast. Like we can I make guess. up another category where you get to play all of this music My favorite and two, it would be fine. Two are kind of one hit wonders. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> just, you could just own up that you really like these albums and we'll find a way to make a list about them. But right now they do not belong here. So you, you got to stop. I, I did have a lot of fun with this one. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> there's so. a lot, there's a lot to go over that actually fit into this category. All right. So, uh, I guess that's the end of the preamble. I do have uh, five and honorable see. mentions. Do you have any? You have five. Yeah, plus then top four. I had a lot of fun with this. It was really hard to pick. <laughs> I have a clear top four. I really do. I might be moving them around like I usually do, but I have a pretty clear top four. I guess my honorable mention might be in your top four, so I'm going to not honorable mention them. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) But I will say that I really like them. I'll agree with you. I'll add my enthusiasm for that album when you bring it up because there's no way you're not bringing this one up. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That's good to know. All right. So uh, my honor mentions begin with the Meat Puppets. Ah, yes. Wait, Meat Puppets are not on the list. They sure are. Backwater was their one hit. I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page. Oh, I don't know that. Look. That list, I, I don't care about that list. Whatever list you're looking at, I think was not was not included because that was only like exactly like top forty. And I like to get a little bit it's because like there's like top hundred you know charts and everything like. And if you look like like, like Billboard was my main source for most of this, and uh, and they they have like a lot of like other like pretty mainstream charts that a lot of these bands did pretty well on. <clears throat> A one-hit wonder is a musical artist who is successful with one hit song, but without a comparable subsequent hit. The term may also be applied for an right. artist who is remembered by only one song despite other successes. But we go on, we go on, for the purposes of his book, who someone who was famous and wrote a book about one-hit wonders, the journalist, ah, yes, this person, Wayne Jansick. Wait, c- c- I, I have to know. Did he only have one well-known book? Maybe. It might be this one. But <laughs> he he defines it as an act that has won a position on Billboard's uh, the Billboard's national top 40 just once. Okay, that's one guy. I'm another guy, and I'm saying it just has to be kind of generally on Billboard's top mainstream charts. So but anyway. See, but it's, that's like, <laughs> what is a hit then? If you don't make it to the top 40, it's not really a hit. I don't know. Backwater's pretty good. I guarantee Backwater didn't make it into the top 40. Look it up. It's a good song, and you've heard it a bunch because you like it, but I don't think it made it onto a top chart. Well, it did, but anyway. What I, was the chart? You said no obscure charts. I didn't write it down. But uh, Oh, oh. <laughs> but uh-huh. anyway. Th- this you need one, to cite your references, look, it's sir. it's an honorable mention. Like, and, and part of what played into my ranking with some of the like you know little intricacies between between d- different options was like how big of a hit was the one hit like it, it actually was rank important. them in hits you're we're just talking about charts yeah but you can't <laughs> they literally rank them by hits 
No, but you can't rank like yours by it's. It's not like layering a salad dressing. Like they're they're no, just. No, but it's one one of the factors that weighed in was like you know if I if I was stuck between two albums for a certain slot, one of the factors that weighed in was like how much does it fit the one hit wonder dynamic, which is like how big of a hit was it, and then how how unknown is all their other stuff, right? That that did factor. You in. got so much more technical than needed to be here. I, I like wow. music a lot. So anyway, I mean, the I Meat Puppets too, Too High to Die album is fantastic, and it's an honorable mention for me. Um, another honorable mention <sighs> for me is um, SR71's album, Now You See Inside. They are most known for the song, Right Now. They're still not a one-hit wonder. They absolutely are. Right Now was a huge hit, and then nothing else they ever did was. And this What is, is a huge hit? I don't know. It's on the chart. And anyway, what this chart? is a fantastic album. I, I will say it doesn't hold up as well as I remembered it in my mind, which is, which is why it's just honorable mention. Um, it's a little bit angrier than I remembered. And it does have a, a problem that we often run into when we talk about music from like 90s and early 2000s um, is that there's a whole lot of like anger towards women, sexism, homophobia, stuff that, that really does not hold up well to modern sensibility. Um, you knew you do know that there were one hit wonders that spanned multiple decades. Yes, I know. But I'm just I'm pointing this out now. Like this, that's going to be kind of a running theme of like some of these albums I listen to today that at the time they came out, I didn't see any problem with it. But today I'm like, ooh, that's that's a little uncomfortable. And this is one of those. There's there's a lot of like, you know, anger and, and stuff here that that doesn't quite hold up today. But overall, SR71's Now You See Inside is a really good album. And there's some songs in there that I still very much like. I was I was like listening in the car and like turning it up and blasting them and singing along. And some of these songs I hadn't heard in like 10 years, but I also uh, wanted to honorable mention, uh, the self-titled album from blind melon. Okay. This one is real. This one. I think this, this one is, is an one actual of the biggest one hit wonder. Yeah. This is one of the biggest one hit wonders on this chart. So they had their song, no rain, which everyone has heard a million times because it was so representative of the early nineties. This one actually made the top 40 billboard. So yes, there you go. It, it, this was like extreme one hit wonder dynamic. Uh, their albums are all pretty decent and this one's pretty good. I, I it wasn't like super awesome. I didn't rank it, but I came very close. That's why it's honorable. I, I've listened to it a lot. Uh, it's it's a very good album. So that's Blind Melon. I didn't rank it because I ended up skipping a couple songs. Yeah, me too. I was too. like, eh, skip. Yeah, that's, I, I found like if I was skipping anything, I found like that probably wasn't going to make it. Yep. Um, and then these last two honorable mentions, I, I came real close to ranking. Very, very close. Uh, the first one was American Hi-Fi self-titled album. Uh, they are absolutely a one-hit wonder uh, with their uh, hit single from 2001, Flavor of the Week. Yep, this one's also on the list. Yeah, this is definitely the best uh, song on the album. No doubt. No, it's not the best song on the album. I thought so. No! What was the best song on the album? Um, I think my favorite one is Another Perfect Day. Oh, yeah, that one's good. You're right. You're right. <laughs> they, these all sound the same to me. That is one flaw that I, that I will say is valid for American Hi-Fi, that th this album, there's a lot of sameness to it. Like, a lot of these mm -hmm. songs sound very similar, but it's a good sound. They're very good. Uh, and so this, this is a totally solid album that I really enjoy all the way through. I didn't skip anything on, on it. I didn't, didn't want to skip anything on it. Very much enjoy American Hi-Fi. And then my final honorable mention, I was waffling to the last minute on whether to rank this. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is 
Bowling for Soup, A Hangover You Don't Deserve. That was my honorable mention. Yeah, that was there the one you that go. you were going to mention? That was the one. Yeah, so the hit on this is 1985. Interestingly enough, this song was written by SR71, a previous huh. album I've mentioned. They they released it on an album like a year earlier, and the band's, I guess, their friends. And SR71's version didn't go anywhere, really. Uh, but Bowling for Soup recorded theirs, and it became a huge hit. Which Oh, of, that's, that's right. There suck. were two versions of it. We listened to both of them. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here, I'll, I'll play the SR-71 version. It's a little darker and grungier. It's not that different. <laughs> like, it should have become a hit, but, like, Bowling for Soup just had a better attitude. It was a little more upbeat, a little happier. The, uh, the rest of that Bowling for Soup album of um, uh, A Hangover You Don't Deserve, it's, it's like junk food. Like, it definitely doesn't hold up to modern sensibilities. It's a lot of anger, uh, but it's also a lot of fun. Like, I love the title track, almost, or the, the first track, almost. Like, it's a strong start to the album. And then it has a pretty well-known um, Trucker Hat song. This is the song that reminds me of my trucker hat. And then um, probably the best song on the album is Ohio, also known as Come Back to Texas. Yeah, I like a lot of this album. There were just four more albums that I liked a little bit better. Yeah, like it's, I, I, this is actually the album that since I've been doing research for this episode, I keep going back and listening to this when I'm done because it's just so much fun. It gets, it keeps getting stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. Like it's not the best, <laughs> which is why it's kind of my number five here. Like it's not the best, but it, it is really fun. And uh, and so if you're in the mood for like the musical version of ice cream, uh, definitely check out Bowling for Soups, a hangover you don't deserve. Um, all right. So let's do our ranking. But first, we will get into our sponsor this week. It's Moo. Moo is an online print and design company. They specialize in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for your business. So if you're new to Moo, you can order a free sample pack on their website, moo.com. It's just, just like it sounds, M-O-O.com. And then you can see what their products look like and hold them in your hands, see how they feel. These are really high-quality products here. Like we've had, we've had a bunch of Moo stuff over the years. Mm-hmm. So they have a full suite of products, including business cards, postcards, invitations, letterhead, stickers flyers in fact if you were if you were ever given a half height business card in like the early 2000s for like a web 2.0 kind of company chances are they probably made it and they, they've been doing stuff ever since and they've really broadened out and they do all sorts of stuff so yeah Letterhead, honestly stickers, all the best flyers. business cards and stuff that i've found have been from moo yeah they're just they're just really good uh so let moo seamlessly promote yourself and your brand and you can count on moo's quality they have all sorts of high quality papers and prints and they have special finishes like gold foil they uh, recently added silver foil uh raised spot gloss letter pressing it's all these little touches that can make you stand out and moo can do that for you and you can either design it yourself or they recently rolled out new templates for business cards they're inspired by their most creative customers and they also have luxurious hardcover notebooks featuring a swiss binding so in case you don't need business cards right now you can check them out for your notebook needs and and this beautiful swiss binding makes every page lay flat i gotta say ooh, i love lay flat so that, much it, it's one of those little notebook features that if you've never had it you don't quite realize and then once you have it you're like oh 
I'm never going back to a non-layflat notebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- these notebooks are also made with premium paper and it's protected by a tough tactile cover. So definitely check out Moo. Their stuff, it, you know, it, whether you want a notebook or stuff to promote your business, you know, stickers, cards, whatever it is, Moo's stuff is top quality. We've had a lot of it ourselves, and, and it's it's just great. So go to Moo.com, that's M-O-O.com, and use code PRINTMOO to get 15% off orders of $50 or more. That's Moo.com and code PRINTMOO for 15% off any order of $50 or more. Our thanks to Moo for their support of Top 4 and all of Relay FM. All right, let's do our rankings. So number fours. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to begin with an album whose title track is named Four. It is A Place in the Sun by Lit. And Lit was made famous by their one hit, My Own Worst Enemy. So, this is also my number four. (laughs) This is a really great album. Fantastic album. Yeah, like I think my, my favorite song on it, I think, is Lovely Day. Oh, I love that one. I really like the song Miserable. Yeah, that has uh, one of the famous openings of... Can we just play it? You make me come. (laughs) You make me complete. You make me completely miserable. I love that opening. It's so clever. I love how wordy lit is. It's mm-hmm. there's just, there's so many really really good songs that I forgot were all on the same album. Yeah, and I think that that's why this kind of pushed aside a whole bunch of other albums because like one after another, I'm like, oh, this song, oh, this song, and I remember I found this CD in like a parking lot. <laughs> and it was totally scratched up and I had never really heard of them. And I was a teenager and I'm like, ooh, a CD. Because when you're a teenager, CDs are valuable and you find one, you keep it. And I listened to this a whole bunch. It was super scratched. I can't even believe it played. But that's, uh, that's this is this is just a really, really good album. And again, I, I love lyrics and this is just absolutely full of them. There are some really very, very clever lines yeah. throughout a lot of their songs. The song that's the number one, right? The hit was My Own Worst Enemy? Yep. Track two, not track one. There very important. Go. And I'm pretty sure any 90s kid out there, uh, they definitely remember that riff right? oh yeah you oh, can't yeah. not know that riff and actually this this album was almost disqualified because miserable with the fun wordplay at the beginning and ziploc uh were both released as additional singles that got a little bit of traction they just didn't get enough traction to really go up the charts much yeah like it's just it's a great album all the way through and that's why like i i, I had no doubt i was going to rank this album it was just a matter of where to put it and i got it at number four only because the, the next three i think are even better but it's this is totally solid so yeah lit a place in the sun highly recommended and i kind of like the album art it's colorful and fun yeah yeah it's yeah, it's like very very like oversaturated like weird colors it's fun yeah all right, what is your number four? You said this was it also, right? Yeah, this was my number awesome. four. <laughs> All right, my number three, I'm pretty sure you're going to have somewhere on your list, so let's see if it's number three. Uh, my number three is Fountains of Wayne's Welcome Interstate Managers. 
Now, this one uh, was best known for their hit Stacy's Mom. Yeah, and, and funnily, funnily enough, they were almost disqualified by their hit a few years earlier, Radiation Vibe. They also have one of those similar sounds to these like various late 90s, early 2000 groups. But my heart belongs to this band because they have songs about Long Island and Fire Island. And this is basically my childhood. Yeah. I mean, I okay, yeah, maybe once. Yeah, did that too. <laughs> Yes. While our parents are on fire that is all very <laughs> true. And now that's us. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, and so, and they also sing, they sing about um, the Tappan Zee Bridge. Yeah, and I mean, basically this whole, this whole album is basically about like being a traveling salesman who drinks too much and has to, tra- has to t- go through like a lot of New York traffic. Like that's, it's all like all these New York places are getting name checked and it's, and it's just, like, I love, like, the opening of this, uh, the title, uh, Mexican Wine. It's such a strong opening track. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good track one on an album. And this is so solid. I, okay, so this is my number two, actually. I'm not surprised at all. And it is because of... It's, you know, kind of, uh, it sings to my heart. It has um, some nostalgia for me. We used to listen to this a lot together. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love, again, it's all the lyrics. They're so wordy. And I'm really surprised at you. I guess most hits are wordy. You know, there's a lot of lyrics and, and poetry written into a lot of these bands that end up getting popular. But that's really what kind of draws me in is the storytelling in a lot of these songs. And I feel like Fountains of Wayne, they're really good storytellers. You get the visuals of all of their songs really great. And it just uh, it it helps that it sings to my childhood a little bit or, you know, my teenagehood right? Um, where I grew up. And everyone loves songs about that kind of speaks to something in their past and they can connect with on, on a different level. I don't know really any other songs that have fire Island in them. I mean, there's a, there's that Roderick song, um, that talks about fire Island, but I think it's a different fire Island anyway. Uh, yeah. So this is my, this is my number two. Yeah. It's my number three. It's just, it's such a good album all the way through fountains of Wayne. Welcome interstate managers. Highly recommended again. I mean, all these are highly recommended, but like, it's just, I, and I find like one of the reasons I wanted to do this subject for an episode is that there's so much great music out there from these bands that had one radio hit and no one's ever heard the rest of it. Yeah. No one gets these albums, right? They all like get the single or something now, especially when you're oh, like you only download music. You don't have a lot of these albums, but man, they are definitely worth listening to all the way through and yeah. in order too. I, I love the progression of a really good album. Oh yeah. I don't, I never, I almost never use shuffle for anything. Like I, I almost exclusively buy, uh, or I guess now these days add from streaming services, complete albums. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not it, like, if there's only one good song, I don't, I even, I don't usually even bother downloading it because I know I'm never going to listen to it because I listen to complete albums straight through, not on shuffle. 
and it's just it's just how I've always listened to music, and I, I like it that way. I prefer it that way, um, and so the value of a good album to me is is quite important. Uh, and and so many bands can't produce a good album to save their lives, <laughs> regardless of how they how they do singles, which might become a future topic actually. But uh, <laughs> but um, but you know, I feel like bands that that can make a great album, even if they only had one great single on the radio that it ever went anywhere, there's there's just this wealth of great music out there that so many people would like to hear if they, if they considered it. Uh, so anyway, that was my number three, and your number two. Do you want to do your number three? I just want to play this song first. I mean, how often were we stuck on that traffic? So on not the same only bridge? <laughs> so the bridge, which is no longer called the Tappan Zee, but the bridge. I will always call it the Tappan Zee. Me too. You pry it from my cold dead. I hands. was so, and later in the song, there's also a line: uh, "New York to Nyack feels like a, a hundred miles." Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a few days ago sitting in traffic on the new Tappan Zee bridge, waiting to get f- to Nyack. <laughs> yep. <laughs> while I, listening to this song. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. It's a good road trip song, especially really when is. you're starting off from where we are going anywhere else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was a fun little thing. All right. Uh, so what is your number three? My actual, though, so that was my number two. Yeah. And it was your number three. Yep. My number. <laughs> this is confusing at all. Three. It's fine. It's fine. They're following <laughs> us. We have a very smart audience. Mm-hmm. We do. You're totally not going to have this on your list, but it's totally on mine. Natalie Imbruglia? Yes. Natalie Imbruglia, left of the middle. She is known for the song Torn, which everybody knew. But unfortunately, it is the first track on the album. But (laughs) there are so many other great songs. And I listen to this album a lot, like over and over and over again. So... And going back to it now for this, because she really is a true one-hit wonder, the songs aren't that great. That's why she's my number three. I thought this was going to be my number one, honestly. But the whole thing that... I just listened to this album a lot. I can't let it go. It has to be in my top four. And it made it all the way up to number three. So I think that that's not so bad. Um, like I have a hard time saying anything really, really great about a lot of the songs, but <laughs> great. <laughs> I, I know this is really hard to explain. It's just a feeling. It's something no, that I like get it, I, get it. I had. Okay. So as we all did, or most of us did, or maybe one of us, I don't know. I had like a three disc changer when I first started listening to music, yep. like when I was coming of age, those were very, and that common was at like that time the age of when I found music and there's a good chance it was made by Iowa. Probably. I don't know. Might have Sony Sony. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and this was one of the albums I had in that three disc changer in like a set of other albums. I always used to like pair them up together. It was this Alanis Morissette and, um, uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> it made such an impression on you that you forgot disc three. Well, you know, like, but I'd switch them out sometimes. But anyway, it was like, oh, lady singers, like I'd put them all in and they had like a similar vibe. So I did listen to this album a ton and I, uh, I just, I can't, I can't let it go. And there are some like really great songs on here that, not that one, um, that I just, uh, I don't know. They, they speak to me. Not that one. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere on this album, there's some really great songs. I swear. I I really like the second song on this album. I don't know. It just, it 
it changes vibes. Yeah. She kind of has that little bit of like the bad girl 90s edge to her. And I mm-hmm. also remember the, the the album cover, the artwork on this album. It's a picture of her. And I carried this around with me for a long time and tried to get her haircut. <laughs> <laughs> like I really, really liked her uh, haircut. So I would try and get that when I was younger. But um, yeah, so Natalie Imbruglia, left of the middle, known for torn. And give it a try. I... I can't really say this is going to be the best album and you're going to think it's awesome, but I do. I like this song too. It's a little angry, but it's okay. I like an angry girl. You hear that, Marco? There's more important things than making sure your watch looks just right. Are there? I don't know. She thinks so. Well, that's why it's only number three. (laughs) (laughs) In the 90s, she did. Yeah. And to be fair, 90s watches weren't that good. Uh, (laughs) So anyway, all right. So that was your number three. Um, My my strong pick for my number three. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a really good advocate for Nelly. The songs aren't very good, but I like her haircut. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, it's not that shallow. This album's really good. Well, not this song or this song. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It might. I'm trying. I'm trying to like show what people, other people might think is good, no, but it's, it's what it's I fair. think is good. Yeah, that, that's what matters. That's what this show's about. So yeah, this one's a little of <laughs> an embarrassment. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry. I always say I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. This is my number three. Yeah, you don't have to be sorry about your opinions. <laughs> Thank you. Even though they're, they're sometimes bad. All right. So. Even though they're sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you make fun of me. You have so sorry this one, opinions. I, I, you actually might give me crap for this one not being a big enough hit, but uh, my number two is again one of my favorite albums of all time um and i was delighted to find out that they're a one-hit wonder by my definition at least oh no this is stroke nine their stroke album nine nasty little thoughts a one-hit wonder they are you totally can't no because i love that album and i would have picked half of your picks if they were actually one-hit wonders but they are not disqualified sir of course it's your number one because it's a freaking amazing album Stop. Every song is amazing. Just stop it, stop it, stop it. Because they're not one hit wonders. They're not on the list. Little Black Backpack was a really big hit. How big? What was it? Was it on the top 40? Because I gotta it look was it in the top but, 40 and multiple ones, multiple songs of this band were in the top 40. They do not count. That was totally a big hit when it came out in 99. And they were actually, I thought, I, I was originally disqualifying them because I thought that their their later song titled Kick Some Ass was a hit. But it was nowhere. It like they. It was on. Um, I think a Jaden Silent Bob Strike Back soundtrack. How many people want to kick some ass? Okay, but, the reason. But it was nowhere on any charts. <coughs> whereas Little Black Backpack was very prominent on charts. Excuse so, me. Therefore, they are a one-hit wonder. No, and they are Stroke not. Nine's Nasty Little Thoughts is an amazing album full of many of our favorite songs. Sir, and, yeah, no. It made it. No, it has. They have three songs on the top charts. They do not count. No, they don't. Letters made twenty four. Little Black Backpack made six, and Kick Some Ass made thirty six. I, I would say twenty four and thirty six are nowhere near six. No, they're but they're <laughs> in the top forty. Uh, they have multiple songs in the top forty. That is so unfair. You have to be like total crap otherwise, and have one really good song. If all your other songs can't even get anywhere near the top forty. 
then no, they're too good. This is the problem of picking a band like this. And I'm going to talk over this and get on my soapbox and advocate for this does not count. You're tearing me into. No, you know why? Because I would have picked so many really great bands if this were the criteria. No, I mean, they, look, and I, I recognize they're they don't too have, good. They're they don't too have good. as strong of the one hit wonder dynamic, which is why they weren't my number one. They, they otherwise would have been because this is one of my favorite albums and it, it would have definitely made it up there. I think you're just fitting things into because you want to talk to them. No, they don't count. They're too good. <laughs> and by the way, we also this also was on our, I think, best 90s albums and I think it got number two there as well. Yeah, it could, it already won something from top four. No, it didn't. It was got number two. Well, it was close. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. <sighs> anyway. No, they're too good maybe we'll we'll see but you it's know still, it in your heart you know it in your heart that will i i recognize they have they have a few almost hits and that's why i love that you want them to be worse than they are so you could say <laughs> that you like them you're almost angry that they're not bad and that you found them like that's that's what this is what you actually want you want to be the one that listens to the album that no one else listens to but guess what buddy everyone listened to this album because it's amazing yeah it really is incredibly good Anyway, so Stroke 9, nice little thoughts. Tiff doesn't think it qualifies, but I do. All right. Uh, and then we each only have one left, right? Just our number ones? Yes. All right. I'm, I'm positive we did not pick the same one. I am positive so, we did not pick the same one. <laughs> do you, would you like to go first? <laughs> sure. My number one is Snow Patrol. Uh, and it is Eyes Open, which is the name of the album. The top song is Chasing Cars. In general, I really like Snow Patrol. This song touches me. Oh, this song. And then it picks up. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my heart's on the floor. And then they have other great songs on this album. Um, This is one of my favorite songs. Oh, my tongue still misbehaves and it keeps digging my own grave. There's so much poetry in their (laughs) lyrics. I absolutely love this band and I can't believe that they actually qualify as a one hit wonder. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't try and fit them in there just because I like them, but this is, um, it's a really good album. There's a lot of touching lyrics and um yeah it's just one of those things that i've listened to this album before and i was pleasantly surprised when it qualified and uh <laughs> i'll just keep saying keep, that keep you know twisting the knife a little bit you know? mm-hmm. yeah oh that was weird <laughs> stop stop There's, i mean it's fine it fits in when you're listening through the album oh, it's, it's fine, fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine <laughs> No, don't do that one. (laughs) Oh, I like this one. If it ever starts. (laughs) (laughs) They're really good at having those lyrical storytelling moments and then like picks up with the music and I really like that Mm -hmm. in a band anyway um so yeah this just this whole album it really touched me and it's it's not anything 
very nostalgic that I have. It just listening to this for the show as we were listening to a whole bunch of albums, this is the one that I just kept going back to and playing through over and over and over again uh, out of all of the selection that we had. And it was it was the one that stood out. So Snow Patrol. Interesting. Yeah. It's like, I kept going back for Bowling for Soup. <laughs> you you went back to something meaningful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the lyrics, they just, they, they hit me. And I don't know, it's also, you know, good walking around music. It just feels yeah. like it's a, it narrates, you know, walking around life. It almost feels like it's a, you know, the music playing in a montage or something. Yeah. Right. A movie or something like that. <laughs> yeah. It definitely, I like it to sounds feel like, like I'm in soundtrack. my own movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. My number one. Uh, I don't I don't know if you actually like this album. I, I kind of think you don't. But uh, my number one uh, is the album that contains this incredibly well-known. This, this is possibly the biggest one-hit wonder dynamic since Blind Melon in my ranking. I am rolling my eyes so hard. <laughs> this is the Crash Test Dummies album, God Shuffled His Feet. And it contains, of course, the hit. You know, now, they actually wouldn't have counted if we were including Canada because they were they had way more hits in Canada. They were a, a much more popular band there than they were in the U.S. But in the U.S., only this song was anywhere near. And it was a huge hit. And it, it was their only hit by far in the U.S. Uh, huge popularity. It's like the perfect one-hit wonder because it's like this one super popular song. It is, it's weird. It's distinctive and it's totally iconic for its time. Like it would be absolutely on any playlist of like hits from the early nineties. Like it, it's, and it's been in lots of, you know, soundtracks and movie things here and, there and, and the commercials. Like it's just, it's been used a lot. And at least again, here in the U S none of their other music, which is quite varied and, and, <coughs> and quite, ex- quite extensive, uh, has ever really seen the light of day. It has kind of, they have two other songs that are in the top 40. What? Yep. Afternoons and Coffee and, Spoons. Right, which is a great... It's right before this right. one. And that one got up to number 23. And the Ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead got up to 30. So the Peter Pumpkinhead was interesting. That that was actually on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. It yep. was. It was. A, it's a great but song. But it was still by the but. band, and it was in the top 40s. I, that was number 30 on the U.S. top 40? Yep. I don't buy that. That's crap. You I'm, can I'm going to ignore that. Anyway, and that's all, that was also a cover. So, but, anyway. but that's three songs that they had that no, was in the Afternoons top and Coffee Spoons wasn't that big of a hit. It was in Canada, 20, but not in the U.S. It made it to 23. Re- on the main chart? Yes. Oh, that's crap. Anyway. <laughs> they were a one-hit wonder, too. No, it. it's again. It's the Crash Test <laughs> Dummies. They're too good. They're too good. You're picking bands that are too good. You have to pick from like the bottom of the barrel. That's what's so fun about this. It's like you're saying that your bands suck more than mine. Yes, my bands suck way more than yours. <laughs> anyway, my sucky bands suck worse than your bands and made better albums while sucking. I this I is just a fantastic I album. Won. I so won this top four. <sighs> I'm going to start implementing a rule that one of us wins these things. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been years now. If, it's time to get competitive. A, what if there's a dilemma or a uh, discrepancy in the voting? What if there's a tie? Who who votes? Is it just me and you? Yeah, it's just us. Or is it like us plus John Syracuse? Like, no, who's no. It's whoever talks louder and longer. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to win that every time. I know. I get shouty. <laughs> oh, God. I get real shouty. But I control the mix. Ooh. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, the Crash Test Dummies album got shuffled his feet is my number one, regardless of whether Tiff thinks it should count. Uh, it's a fantastic album. It's very like, it's nothing like what you'd expect from if you only know, like it's the whole album is very like weird and whimsical. Oh, and, I agree with you because the Crash Test Dummies are great. Yeah, like it, it and, and they have, they've had, I think they made something like great. six or seven albums and all of their albums are radically different from each other. And it, like, I only like the first few and then they went in a direction that I couldn't really go with them. But a lot of people then are the opposite. They like only the later stuff. Like they, they, every one of their albums is so different. They have all these different styles. Lit actually had like, did you know Lit is now a country band? They're <laughs> really? still making albums, but now they're a country band. Like I, I tried, I, I, when I was looking up their stuff the other day, cause Lit, you know, in addition to the album we mentioned earlier, um, which was called, um, a place in the sun their next album after that titled atomic is also really great and is also one of my favorite albums <laughs> but then they they didn't do much for a little while and then they kind of rejoined and now they're a country band and i i tried listening i couldn't get through because i'm not really a country person but like it's just like these bands like spin doctors were making albums until like four years ago and they were pretty good like a lot of these bands from the 90s and stuff are are still or were still until recently making albums and many of them are quite good. Like there's this huge wealth of music out there from these like, you know, quote one hit wonder bands. But anyway, so Crash Test Dummies got shuffled his feet, my number one pick here. Uh and sorry for not sorry for it not counting apparently along with my number two pick, but oh well. <laughs> Do you know uh, what else is surprising is not a one hit wonder band? No. How? How are they not? I didn't even put this on my. I didn't even listen to it because I remember this album being so bad. <laughs> See, when I go to Billboard's site, Billboard.com, you search for Chumbawamba, and it says chart history: one top ten hit with one song, "Tub Thumping." That like, so what? What are you seeing that's that shows the more hits? Oh, I don't know. They're not listed on the Wikipedia page. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, Wikipedia is garbage. I 